Hi, I'm Akanksha Savnal and this is the Made for More podcast by A Curve Story, one of India's first inclusive and body positive clothing brands. Join us as we chat with change makers who are breaking stereotypes and creating a new normal. Welcome to an all new episode of the Made for More podcast. I'm Akanksha Savnal and today I'm in conversation with Tara Kapoor, a change maker raised in the country's capital. who moved to mumbai because she had one too many tales to tell she started off as a senior producer at times network then went on to being the founding three at vitamins three and now works for netflix tara is on a journey to reshape the narrative of young women both on and off screen and i for one can't wait to hear about her journey tara welcome to the show Thanks so much, Akanksha. It's, it's a pleasure, and uh, love what you are doing with with a curve story. Thank you, thank you so much, and I love that we have this common, uh, you know, um, viewpoint about how fit is not a body type, and it's a lot to do with mindset. So, without wasting any more time, I want to dive straight uh, straight into the questions. Um, we read, we heard a lot about how you grew up in multiple places, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to for you to highlight what that transition meant for you when you were moving from one city to another, and now finally settling in Mumbai for work. Yeah. Um. So just to give you a little background, um, of myself when I was growing up and I was a young kid, uh, my dad used to work at a bank. and he would get posted to different cities every couple of years right so i spent a few years when i was a baby in bombay i then moved to chennai i moved to dubai uh, and finally came back to delhi when my dad retired mm-hmm. um but i changed seven schools in the before i turned 12 years old right oh so i i didn't really uh, i had a great childhood uh, mm-hmm. i'm not going to lie about that like i think you know my parents my sister I, you know were have been great to me my my whole life but When I came back to Delhi, I was a little lost um, in life because one, I didn't have you know like those study buddies, and like you know, I had changed so many schools, and um, I came back like as a eleven, twelve year old to Delhi, completely fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't speak Hindi well, and uh, you know how kids are at that age, right? They can be pretty mean. So yeah. I would have like people sort of whispering behind my back, and like I understood Hindi and I understand Hindi really well. So like I could hear them talking about me and. it was just not the most pleasant experience at that stage so i felt like a real outsider uh you know when i was a young kid and at that point my sister was in boarding school um right. so i had just decided that boarding school is what is going to change my life um mm-hmm. and to be honest it it did uh you know so i i really insisted and and convinced my parents to send me to, to boarding school and they sent me um to woodstock which is a, a boarding school in missouri yes. um which is an international school and i think for me that was a really really pivotal point in my life because mm-hmm. i made friends from all over the world um you know i really understood cultures uh you know and and different experiences um different you know just family structures and and it was it was a fascinating time plus it was in you know the foothills of the himalayas right so a beautiful environment you know full of nature being outdoors mm-hmm. and i think these were like like the the things that matter to me today are all things that sort of came into my life at that at that point right whether it was being outdoors or my interest in the media industry um mm-hmm. you know which is how i sort of came to bombay all of that sort of came to me during that period and and sport right i i was very 
uh, involved in sport when I was in school, and that's something that I've tried to you know keep going in my life today as well. But but yeah, that was a, a really pivotal period for me, and that's sort of what set uh, the tone set me on this journey that I'm on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So you, uh, I mean, on our introductory chat, you mentioned that you know you run, you run every day, and you've made it a part of your daily routine, and um, how you felt like you know even though you run, you are not what people quintessentially call the ideal body type. I mean, mm-hmm. anyway, we don't believe there is anything called perfect, but I'm sure you know that has uh, played a big role on influencing your relationship with your body. So, uh, what kind of impact do you think running had on your life, and how has that sort of influenced that relationship that you now have with yourself and your body? Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really interesting question, Akanksha. Because, um, so my my relationship with running has also been something that is, is difficult, right? Like, like it takes a lot of discipline to be a runner, yeah. and I've had years where I just haven't. Like the last two years in lockdown, I've just not been able to run. the way i used to and things like that and it's something i definitely want to get back into my life mm-hmm. um but but for me um running has been extremely therapeutic and and i think this is something you touched on right in in the intro that you gave right which is fitness is also about your mental state of mind and it's also yes. just it's also about like that that well-being that comes in um you know endorphins are real right like endorphins actually do give you that 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 high that energy that really makes you happy um and 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 obviously it's doing a lot for your body right like it's just making you fitter it's making you active it's making you able to do like you're able to do so much more um when you're a fitter person but that has nothing to do with the shape and size of your body Absolutely. right like um you know and i think that correlation is something that people misunderstand a lot um right. and that's something that that when i was working at vitamin c we really tried to put out as a message that was like fit is not a body type right, right. um you don't you just because you're skinny doesn't make you not strong if you're a fit person you can be strong as well you can uh be like for example if you if you take a look at me i'm 5 foot nothing uh i'm slightly on the plus size um but i'm fit right i can run 50 kilometers i can uh you know i can't on say a, that who how many people trek. can say that you no know, yeah so i for me that's that's where where you know um the whole the whole angle of of body image and fitness are like that's where it sort of like came to me that they're not correlated i used to run a lot when i was in school i was a cross country runner and um you know i used to do a lot of track and field and things like that um but when i started working is when I stopped running. Okay, so when I started my career, is I went through a decade where um, I really abused my body in in my twenties. So whether it was work wise, I didn't eat properly. I, mm. you know, I, I would be working twelve uh, to sixteen hours a day. Then I would go out and and you know let loose with my friends because you needed some sort of of you know blowing off steam. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> uh, and and you know I I abused my body in my twenties, right? And then one day I just woke up and I was like. shit i feel really unhappy like there's what am i there's, doing yeah exactly it was just this one moment where i was just like i'm not feeling good and i sat and i thought about why you know mm. um and that's when i made a decision one to make a pivot in my career mm. and two is i thought about something that for me myself what makes me happy and running was something that came back to me and that's when mm. i restarted running mm. um and then i realized all the other things 
that sort of fell into place because I was doing that for myself, right? Like my mm-hmm. confidence went up. Um, mm-hmm. I was just able to set weird new goals for myself. I made a whole bunch of new friends that I would have never met if I, if I hadn't done that, you know? And yeah, it's just been, it's just been something that's been really important to me. And it's something that it, I've done only for myself, right? So um, yeah, I can't wait to sort of so get back to one, it and set that routine. So it's the one activity that I think you did for yourself, like where you prioritize exactly. like your mental yeah. or physical well-being, right? Because I think 100%. we're a generation that has truly like glorified hyper-productivity and we're constantly on this thing where we want to show we multitask, we work and this is something I've been guilty of as well, where, you know, like I was relating so much to uh, the part where you said you've abused your body in your 20s. I did the same thing where I used to go for like 12 hours, 14 hours without even drinking water and, you know, the high used to be, oh my God, like, you know, I've wrapped up like a great shoot and then, you know, the damage that came back like after a couple of months and years was, and it's not just weight, right? It's how you start feeling and if that feeling is not good I mean there comes a point where you kind of want to stop and do better so I'm really glad that you know you found running again and you made it uh, a part of your life and that you know it's brought you closer to your own self now so because obviously this uh, is an activity you took on in your childhood what is the one thing that you would tell your younger self if you could today um honestly I uh I think about this a lot, you know, like I, I, when I look back, especially at my school days, the one thing I wish I was, was just more conscious, more confident and less conscious of my body. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I went through that stage where, you know, and it's something that happens to a lot of young girls, right? Like when you hit puberty, that's when this like weird consciousness sort of just comes into play and, you know, you're, you're just doubting going up and doubting everything. Right. Uh, and at that stage, I, I I used to be really athletic. I was probably like way fitter than I am today. I I was more what people would have perceived as having that ideal body. Uh, and when I look back at pictures of myself at that age, I'm like, you were crazy to have felt insecure, right? Like, and yeah. and you know, through that insecurity, you lack the confidence to do all the things that you're going to end up doing in in your future life, right? Like, so. Right now, I'm in my 30s. I'm, you know, very far from what is your ideal body type. But I look back and I I now love my body. So I think that's something that I would love to tell myself is that, you know, like, chill out a little bit. Like, it's it's okay. Eat the Enjoy pizza. the journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, have some fun. Um, and don't stress out because, like, honestly, that's the best best time of my life. Like, I had such a great time when I was young and I just wish I... I didn't put that pressure on myself right. um, at, at such intensity. Yeah, I think we end up beating ourselves up for so many small things that in the larger picture don't even make that much sense. You know, like that is something I've also experienced. Like every time I see like older pictures of myself, I'm just like, oh, dude, like I was I was fitter. I It looks like I was happier and I, whatever I yeah. remember of it, I was. And like, you know, why, why is it so much about that number on the scale or, you know, how many inches your waist is or any of that? Because 
the end goal is to just feel happy and content and more confident with who you are and i i really like that uh, you know you brought up uh, vitamins 3 because i felt like you guys were building a platform where women or young girls could come and find information that otherwise isn't freely spoken about like that yeah. is kind of what we try to do with a curve story as well even though maybe we are a little more body centric but mm-hmm. um you know i really like the messaging the tone and all of that and i want to understand more like i kind of know where you know your journey came from up to this point so what was like your goal or your motive when you sort of uh, started uh, vitamins 3 yeah so um i co-founded vitamins 3 with with you know a bunch of people who were at supari studios um there was a girl called ankita shetty who's a very close friend of mine still um mm-hmm. you know we sort of created the platform together mm-hmm. and obviously it was with the support of of the entire team at supari at that point mm-hmm. but it's very similar kanksha to what you've done with the curve story right like while you were working um as a stylist you noticed a need gap in the fashion market right nice. similarly for us when we were working in content we we wanted to create something so supari just backtracking a little bit supari has done a lot of branded content uh-huh. we wanted to as a company at that point create something for ourselves so create original content that wasn't branded right. um and we couldn't figure out what that was right and we sort of opened up a pitch internally to have people pitch different options of what we could create right. ankita and me um sat and thought about this female centric platform because we identified a gap where there is a gap in the edutainment market right where right um especially the way indian families are where and our education systems we're not telling young girls about their own bodies right we're not we're not uh, you know you, you're not getting sex education you're not yeah. uh, you know you you don't understand your own anatomy like it's as basic as that right which is super surprising um but we started learning these things when we started speaking to young girls right and we right. realized that you know um, they don't even know that it's okay to ask questions you know like i mean exactly. not that there's a vulnerability a that space. comes with it exactly yeah. yes so so um you know we realized that people aren't like you know like girls wouldn't want to to show vulnerability to their friends because you don't want to look stupid mm. um you know there is that that gap that comes in terms of like getting that information from from you know family and google searches can take you anywhere right oh. so the idea was to to create a platform where you know it's all research based but it's clearly researched and it's information that you need that will at least push you in the right direction right, right. if i need to find out um a little about more a basic about basic thing like utis anything. yeah like exactly. i mean i don't think people know right and if you go yeah. onto google or webmd it's a black hole you end up with something exactly. that is like terminal and you know everybody's going to start losing their minds by the time they're out of there so exactly you, so, so so i think you guys that, were that's that the direction yeah like you guys were that safe space as well as a, a well researched space where you know exactly. you knew whatever you're reading is making sense it is backed by people who come from the same space they kind of know what you've been through so there is like an association with experience and that was great i i mean i remember discovering the page a couple of years ago much before you know any of this was happening and i i found the content really nice like because i was uh, you guys use a lot of like bright colors so it's it's a lot more like fun it's done in a fun way it's not serious and uh, hype 
and i like mm-hmm. that it's very free flowing and it's you know it's very approachable or relatable in that sense yeah and and that was exactly the intent you know it was to put out content that young girls can relate to mm-hmm. and um uh it's just nice to see how that community has grown even after i've left the platform you know there right. is this this you know even the team that runs the platform right now are mm-hmm. are are you know that such lovely people who are really driven in that direction mm-hmm. um and it's just grown into a really really beautiful community so um, yeah i yeah, agree i i feel really really happy about that you should like it's i mean i think it should definitely be one of your like wins of uh, when you count everything you've done and uh, speaking of you know everything uh, that one goes through through puberty or you know all these impact of ads that we have uh that mm-hmm. we expose to every single day i think these ads have constantly reinforced these societal st- stereotypes on us right and it end- ends up impacting our mindset as well so mm-hmm. how do you think india's take on inclusivity has kind of changed over changed or evolved over the years um so in in my mind the good news is that india's making progress like mm-hmm. uh it obviously varies a lot in different parts of the country we obviously have a very very long way to go um and the kind of complexities that 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 come with this are 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 really like deep seated right like it yeah. it's um it's in the way we're brought up you know it it sort of comes from from all like it it's very hard for these changes to be made in one generation right yeah there so, are too many layers right like exactly and and the layers are with caste class you know like everything there's just so much that sort of comes into play so obviously the progress that we make changes in each of these areas so in some parts we might have been like in our metros for example we might might have progressed a lot uh but there's there's still a lot of work that needs to be done and i think it it the positive thing is that people are asking these questions right like i've done a couple of lectures for for college students and i love the questions that sort of come out out of those rooms right like there is um a very young generation that we have in our country and who wants to know they're definitely like, asking the right stuff right yeah. so so to me that's a move in the right direction and i'm just hoping that it becomes more prominent over the next couple of generations but So you've told me a lot about how uh, you know your work journey has been in the entertainment or media industry and uh, how do you think that has impacted like your life or your personality Um so I uh joined the media industry as a journalist right so I spent mm-hmm. about 6 years of my career um reporting asking people questions um and then you know sort of learning about the advertising and marketing industry and then i sort of made the flip where i first moved into you know an agency and then i i worked advice for a bit and then i joined netflix mm-hmm. uh but i think over that entire journey what's so fascinating about the media industry is that it's always changing it's like mm-hmm. one of the most rapidly evolving industries right so you're always learning something new so i think mm-hmm. the biggest piece that i've gained from my career is just being curious you know mm, i'm right. way older than the people that i'm supposed to be talking to technically right like in terms of like uh, it's the young generation that that drives change yeah. but i feel like i've managed to stay curious even in my 30s and that's something that 
uh, I hope I don't lose, right? Like I want to yeah. keep asking questions. I want to keep adopting new technology. Um, Constantly I love learn. entertainment, right? Yeah. Like I love being a part of pop culture. So, so those are things that I hope I can keep staying abreast with. And, you know, mm. I, I hope that that's something that I can keep going even, you know, after I retire, so to say, but, <laughs> but that's something that I really um, enjoyed about my career. I love how um, you know, like we've able we we were able to sort of uh, understand the deeper impacts of like all these life experiences, right? For you, whether it was running and you sort of discovering like you know a whole part of yourself that was athletic, it was sporty, you did like, and you know that kind that activity that did bring you joy. Uh, moving on yep. to uh, like the media and entertainment industry, which brought you closer to maybe your purpose, like you say, like basically where you know you're curious you're learning you're constantly evolving i want to uh, get to our uh, rapid fire now are you are you ready i have about a, li- a little a little stressed but <laughs> no no they're simple up. questions it's fine it's not it's not uh, too rapid we're okay <laughs> so we have just entered the new year so i'd love for you to tell me the three things that are on your bucket list for this year Okay, um, so I, fun fact about me is I just learned to cycle in 2021. Um, oh, wait, so, <laughs> yeah, so no, so for my bucket list this year, I really wanted to try and do a triathlon, which oh, wow. I, I know it's very ambitious right now, but I, I know if I don't get to it in 2022, I'll get there eventually. Um, but I think it's the always is, good to set goals. I mean, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that you. Know. I, I was like, I, it's just something like I was like, I'm now like this young child with my cycle, so I want to, I want to do something with it. Um, the second is I want to, I want to travel more. You know, I think that's the one thing we're all hoping we can do a little more in 2022. Um, and then I think the third is I just want to learn some like a new skill. So I'm thinking either doing a language course or mm-hmm. like learning how to make cocktails or something in, in that like just something Fun. new yeah. um, but those are the three things that that I've put on my my bucket list for sure that's great now tell me your uh, describe your lockdown uh, life in one word so the word I had was busy <laughs> but I don't know if you want me to get into it more but yeah it's just been very very busy you you are working at Netflix so I mean I'm sure it was busy <laughs> Yeah, I think I, yeah, it's just been, whether it's work or like just getting the house and like all of it, like I've just been on my toes the entire lockdown. Oh yeah, I mean that also, uh, living alone is not easy, right? Like because you're yeah. practically doing everything. So yeah, I mean, I, I recently got married as well. So we've oh, sort of okay. moved into our own house. So it's just sort of like um, managing a home and food and work and, you know, just all of it. Like it's just a lot. So <laughs> I don't know when I when I got time to breathe uh, in the last two years or so. You need that holiday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is why it's on the bucket list. <laughs> okay, so tell me one outfit that you would wear if you were having like a super long work day. Um, so I'm currently obsessed with kaftan dresses. Like I love them, you know, like just they're so loose, they have pockets, they're like just really comfortable. Yeah. And I tend to sort of put them together with a pair of like sneakers and like a like just my handbag or you know just, that's my ideal outfit. So effortless and uh, chic is your yeah. style. <laughs> nice kaftan dress and sneakers. <laughs> Tell me what feminism means to you. 
Um, so for me, feminism means equality. Like it's it's pretty straightforward in in that yeah. manner. Um, I think my like I have this conversation with a lot of people. This was a question I used to ask a lot of people when I was interviewing them for Vitamins Three. Is you know it was really straightforward. Is like, are you a feminist? Yeah. Um, and it used to surprise me how many people would say no to that. You know, like I I just feel sad that feminism got such a bad rep as a word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's it's not about aggression. It's not about hating men. It's not about like like it's it's about equal opportunity and it's Absolutely. about taking on pat- patriarchy it's about equity right yeah. um and it's about just getting people at a level playing field which doesn't it's fair exist to right both. now yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so so i mean i just wish more people were that so i have to tell you a fun fact like i remember going on a date and this guy telling me he's not a feminist and i have never yeah. before <laughs> got into a fight on like a first date but i think that's probably a story for another yeah. time <laughs> so what no, is the it, it's really surprising how often that happens right like yeah. it's just like it's not and it's it's just about feminism getting a bad rep and it's like how it's such a simple I, I, ideology yeah. right like if you break it down it's so simple like that all genders just need to be given equal weightage when it comes to like exactly. when a decision is made it's it's as simple yeah. as that but anyway so tell me one thing that you'd love to tell um, young entrepreneurs who are listening to our show today um so this it's not necessarily related to entrepreneurs but it was something that that really resonated with me um in my career uh and it's also something that that's reflected in in how my my career path sort of spanned out right uh, so i read this in the book lean in by sheryl sandsberg uh which basically you know she she used a really nice example which is something that i i i i think really reflects in in the way i've taken my career path as well uh mm-hmm. is that you need to look at your career like a jungle gym and not like a ladder right so yeah. you don't have to keep climbing a ladder to succeed right look at it like a jungle gym right so you can grow laterally right you can right. you can try something new you can you go up and down in it you know you're learning new skills you're going in different directions you can go backwards you know like this there's uh you know at one hand you're climbing you're crawling you're doing all of that right like and when you look at your career in that path yes when you're on the monkey bars you might fall and you know right. you might have to start from from this from scratch and all of that but it's a lot more fun than climbing a ladder right like and i yes. i loved that example and it's something right. that has really defined my career right when i left uh journalism and i joined supari i took a punt on a company that was just starting up i took a pay cut in my salary you know mm-hmm. um but what that job did for me is it got me to where i am today right yeah. you know it's given me so much in that journey i got to start vitamins 3 during that period right um you know i built teams like there's so much i learned by taking that step down and right. taking that pay cut right and and not thinking i need to keep climbing my salary needs to keep grow, growing and those sort of things so right. that's the one piece of of advice that uh, really it's a, it's a very very nice point because sometimes like i mean i do run a business also right so i also do feel like there are moments where i'm beating myself up for not achieving something to the level that i would have liked to but it's also important to maybe realize one dip could take you like three steps ahead then it yep. would have if uh, you know it was constantly like going upwards then where's the fun in that 
So exactly. Uh, I mean, I I do uh, totally agree with uh, you know this ideology because we also tend to always gauge our progress by the momentum we are seeing people make, and sometimes it's not vertical; it is lateral. Like you know, exactly. you may feel you've not done enough, but when you sit down and actually think or count your wins for whatever you did last year, you may realize okay, you've come a long way, and that's yeah. your journey with yourself, and it has nothing to do with anybody else, you know, around. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it it makes so much sense in even it makes so much sense in your own life as well, right? Like, yeah. It's you can never just keep climbing a ladder, and once you reach the top, what happens? What, right? what do like, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So, and then you realize you uh, didn't have fun so maybe this is a exactly, great way to look at it exactly exactly so that that was yeah that's something that just really resonated with me so my last and final question is in this marathon of life when did you know that you were made for more <laughs> uh so i i don't know this is one answer that i i really will struggle with but um I know my response is going to be really cheesy but like I I think everyone's made for more right like it's yes it's not just me or or you or anyone else right. but I think for me um I realize that I'm I'm a I'm a really restless person I'm a really curious person right like and mm-hmm. I feel like as long as you remain curious and you want to know more right you will get more right like the right. the more you ask questions the more you sort of like are inquisitive the more you read um the more you sort of learn from people around you that's what will take you ahead right and that's right. um like i for me I, as long as i'm hungry i feel like um you i will sort of keep pushing the envelope yeah. yeah yeah and being restless sort of helps with that for sure <laughs> but uh, but yeah i think it's it's all about curiosity I I do agree because uh, I mean you'll always learn you'll always evolve and there's no like end to this journey right it's an ongoing thing you'll learn every single day every single moment and mm-hmm. uh, like you know so much of your journey already reflects that so i just want to say a big big thank you that you made the time to come and record this episode with us today and all the best in everything that uh, you're set to achieve in this year and the years to come and i hope to see you very very soon thanks akanksha and and all the best with a curve story i'm going to be rooting on the sidelines as <laughs> uh, as your brand sort of grows thank you like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store